is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Magic Monday, everyone. I'm just realizing um, we were talking about if we should record this so we could get a screenshot. And of all the days to not do a screenshot. Oh, I know. Maybe we should do it. <laughs> it may Here, be I'll too just... late. Is it? Because no, I'll just do it right now. We both set so our far. backgrounds to, well, Tess, when I showed up here, Tess was sitting, it appeared, inside a magical library with a green <laughs> light shining behind her. And I was like, this seems like I'm outmatched here. I need to have some <laughs> kind of background. Because Ted set up a green screen for me in my office, and I even have like a stage light type thing wow. on me. Wow. And so I have been getting all into the Zoom backgrounds. I mean, it is a lot of fun. It's pretty fun, so especially when so a... many of us are trapped in the house. That was part of it. I was like, does everyone want to see the inside of another house? Oh, that's great. You know? Idea. Yeah. So are you recording this? No. I don't think you are. Okay. Not on Zoom. My but I can start. <laughs> Just kidding. Should I? All right. Let's move on from here. I will. On okay, start. Okay, great. I am. Okay. You did it. Yep. All bets are off. <laughs> okay. So if this is your first week listening to us, we always pick a card at the end of the week as just to set us up for the week, and then we check in about how it uh, worked out for us. Do you remember yeah. what you picked? Yes, I Great. picked dance from the sacred oh, self-care oracle, okay. and you picked like a sacred mother type of card from yes, the Rumi oracle. Yes, now I'm just remembering it. For some mm -hmm. reason, it took you doing hand motions to get me to <laughs> just to describe. Wake me up. It helped That's you. right. It was about <laughs> unconditionally loving yourself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It was, that sounds little. right. What's interesting is I forgot about the dance card, and I danced in my kitchen yesterday for the first time in a really long time. Oh, good. It I need fun. to dance. I mean, the week is still not over for us That's because true. we're recording this on Friday. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have, I've done kundalini and exercise, but I haven't danced yet. So yeah. I will do that maybe tonight. It's its own special thing. It really is. I put on um, – Important. Save it for later. Most of the times the way – a lot of songs, if I'm not listening to an album happen in our house, is someone will say something like, save it for later, and then I'll go, Alexa, put on Save It For Later, later by the English Beat, and then we'll hear the song. Ah. So it was fun. Um, And then how did you do with the loving? <laughs> good. I feel like this has been a pretty good week. I mean, as far as, for me, just yeah. like with my mood and my energy level with this whole challenge i feel like i've been feeling pretty um inspired as far as uh self-care and do work you know showing up as a light worker as a magical practitioner in order to do my best to vision positivity and to send healing and that's when, been pretty inspiring for me this week when you say challenge, you're talking about the pandemic. I the pandemic. I want people to think, like, it would be interesting if this was, like, all one big survivor challenge for everybody. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I felt, I have weirdly felt very similarly, and I keep having to remind myself it's good. Like, it's okay 
to feel inspired and full of light, especially since, like you said, it's our job to mm-hmm. help other people. Um, you know, I just also keep thinking about all the people who are in less fortunate circumstances. Oh, yeah. 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 But, but yeah. I, we were talking because last night I did a mastermind meeting with the Divine Resonance Practitioner uh group and we were talking about how yeah it's like a part of the good vibe tribe and we were talking about how a a lot of people are feeling pretty inspired right now and they were feeling guilty about it Mm. and it was like well you know if you take time to take care of yourself then that you're in a space where you can take care of other people and some of them weren't necessarily feeling inspired but they were like really feeling like taking care of themselves and then feeling guilty for that yeah which is like good we don't need to do that because yeah because when we take care of ourselves then we can you know be present to do some positive visioning and to get into the space where we're like what do we want to create energetically and then that can help inspire us to take action in the physical world also so yeah it's not something to feel guilty about and it was really an interesting mastermind meeting too because uh we realized collectively i think there were like six or seven people there that we're all experiencing this thing where things that we didn't like before we like now or things that we liked uh before we realized we don't like now and maybe because we're just kind of getting really honest like out of and getting out of the habit of like oh yeah that's just a thing I like then it's like do I do I really like like for me it was sewing (laughs) like I always used to think I loved sewing because when I was a kid I loved it Uh and then I was like in my 20s I loved it and then suddenly like my friend Stephanie was sewing masks for everybody like lots of masks and she was like here's the pattern I know you like to sew and I was like I I hate sewing (laughs) I I used to love it but I guess I hate it now well that really is an alignment with what my guides keep telling me that I say here a lot which is it's this time is all about getting to know what do I want what do I like what do I want to let go of yeah it's exactly what they've been saying yeah, and then like one woman was like, I suddenly like to cook and I never liked to before. Oh, and another woman was like, there were all these foods I used to like and I, now I don't. And there's all these foods I didn't like that I like. And it's really wow, interesting. I love that. It's really yeah. shaking it all up. I mean, that's yeah. the positive part of all of this is it's really shaking up that energy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. one woman in the group is in Australia and she was like, we just went through the fires, and Ugh. now, like, the air is so clear. Wow. Like you, it, it, She's like, the sky has never been this blue. Ugh. So not meaning to, again, yeah. like, we've talked about this before. I don't want to put a happy face on You're the right. situation, but it is really interesting to see how the changes, you know, are kind of opening up some portals. Well, I also was – I was listening to someone, I can't remember who, but they were talking about how, like – Basically, if we want to have a major change in the world, it's got to happen with humanity (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we are the most able to affect change. Right. So this. The whole era is named after us, right? The Anthropocene. That's what scientists call this era, which is named after humans. (laughs) Sure. Because we're affecting the environment. Did you know this? I I didn't know that, but that sounds smart. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So it, <laughs> it, it is like totally makes sense. Like we are the one. Yeah, those scientists knew what they were doing when they yeah. knew that. Because Smart. how else are we going to like change? <laughs> no, I'm really aware of how I'm speaking. Like totally like how else are we going to like change things <laughs> if we don't change, you know? Yeah. Um. But seriously, yes. For because sure. how else are we? <laughs> 
<laughs> how else are we going to change the world? I did watch Valley Girl this week, as you oh, know. Such a good movie. Uh, everyone, just go watch Valley Girl. I love it. Such and Nicolas Cage, you had the same thing I have. He's so dreamy in that. Oh, oh my well, gosh. I mean, it's like, it's his goal in that movie is just to emit pure devotion, but also sexiness at the same time, mm-hmm. like in a real, like, yeah, alpha way. I mean, it is borderline. You should watch it again. A lot of borderline stalkery things happen in that movie, but it's also like, it's okay. Did you look into his eyes? Yeah, and also she needed to be shaken up out of her valley girl world by that Hollywood guy. Great. Um, I do want (laughs) to say one more. We're talking about the important things on this (laughs) episode. I do want to say one more thing, um, because I don't think I'm going to cover this in the energy report, is... um, and is that this has continued to be a week for me and people coming to see me with clearing out past lives. I mean, basically now it's like if I have a session with someone, I'm going to see a past life. But I was thinking about why that is, like, why is it so powerful to clear out these past lives, which I have done in the past before. But it's always been my belief that the present moment is where the power is, which I still do believe that. Mm-hmm. But what's happening, I'm realizing, is as you clear out those past energies. The reason why it's easier to clear out is because you're not as attached to the story of what happened there because you don't remember it really. Right. So it's just like, Oh, abandonment issues that, that hurts. I feel that, but you're not attached to like, Oh, Joe abandoned me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause you don't remember who Joe was anymore. So it really has been fascinating to me because then it's like, oh, what if I apply that to right now? Like, it really isn't about the person. It's never about the person. I talked about this a little on Instagram and I think I'm going to do a story about it too. But like, it's just, it's about what does that bring up for you and how can you heal that? How can you love yourself? How can you release it and give, make more room for self-love? Mm-hmm. But just like ha- realizing like how much we identify with the story, you know, I'm a person that is constantly betrayed. I'm a person that, you know, whatever oh, yeah. it is, you know, and then we get real attached to that, the people that did it. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to forget or whatever, and not to minimize it at all. It totally happened. But it's just like the more you can release them from their story and you from their story, the more you have the power to change your life now and empower yourself yeah so that's been exciting for me yeah and it it goes (laughs) along with this whole like reshuffling of values and re-examining and like having this portal where we feel like so shaken up out of our normal you know expectations and routines and rhythms that it feels right to clear because that's what in the good vibe tribe we did an akashic clearing for the group on Tuesday and the Tuesday before Mm -hmm. I felt like doing it twice in a row and it was interesting the stuff that came up to be cleared it was like Mm -hmm. really about low self-worth like a lot of stuff about like believing that we're not smart enough or believing Mm -hmm. that we're not good enough or not like useful or valuable and Hmm. clearing that out so that we can feel more empowered yeah yeah that's interesting yeah a lot of it is about uh, yeah that's what it all comes I mean ultimately I guess is that what you're seeing too that kind of yeah that it's coming well about how can you empower yourself more by releasing any beliefs that are 
un- disempowering you <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Unempowering. Which word? Which is the word? Disempowering. Works. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and what? Yeah. Because beliefs. You start to have these beliefs that oh, I'm abandoned, so therefore I'm not worthy. So yeah. then clearing out that stuff. Yeah. And, and- yeah. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say when you're not caught up in attaching it to like, say, your mom abandoned you um, when you're not focused on her and instead of fo- focused on that abandonment and the self-worth underneath that abandonment, then you can clear it out easier. Yeah. Yeah. And it does seem like this challenge is bringing up a lot of old trauma. I know we've talked about that, too. Like this worldwide pandemic challenge is making us kind of reminding us maybe of other ways that we've been traumatized that we haven't healed. And, um, and it does seem like it's like, I think that what, at least what we saw with the good vibe tribe clearing was um, that I think a lot of us are feeling so overwhelmed by all of the information and like trying to figure out what to do and what's happening and what will happen in the future that it's activating I think some limiting beliefs about our uh, our capability or our um, like mm-hmm. a, our intelligence like mm-hmm. that seems like that's being undermined a lot with a lot of people. Oh, interesting. I haven't noticed that as much, but it makes sense. I mean, all of the false beliefs coming up. Mm-hmm. It's just like almost like like you know pig pen pig pen when he's like in the dirt. That's how I see it. it's like shh, like bringing it all uh, up to right. like clear out. And then, or like the fires in Australia, it's like all that stuff is coming up to clear out so that, you know, you can see clear, you can see. And also even just how all of the challenges with our culture, like, oh, these things need to change. I mean, we've known this, but it's like really, yeah. Like healthcare system stuff. Yeah. For for example, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And racism. And I mean, I hope there's more of an eye on that and, um. Yeah, and I do have, I do see that coming with this new light that I've been talking about, that it is clearing all of this out so we can change it and heal it. So I hope, I hope that happens. Yeah. All right. Me too. So shall we, what should we talk about? <laughs> now, so before our interview, our really awesome interview oh, yeah, we're with so Naja excited. Lightfoot. Maybe yeah, gonna you guys love. are going to love it. Um, first, we're going to um, tell you about Goddess Provisions, which yes. is a subscription service that sends you just really great self-care stuff every month. I mean, um, just like the most fun and nurturing. I mean, it is a really good way to do self-care right now. Definitely. Which we do really, we do really need to do that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there's teas or bath bombs or oils or crystals. Everyone is different. Candles, just yeah. really great, fun, magical yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's all cruelty-free and vegan, and they plant a tree for every box they sell. And if you want to check it out, go to magicmondaypodcast.com and then click on the Goddess Provisions banner at the right, because that way it you'll support our podcast yes. if you do decide to subscribe or to get a, a single box. Yes, we appreciate that a lot. Um, and if you also want to support us, if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review or rate us, it helps other people find us, which is super helpful. 
Yeah, and it helps us feel good about ourselves. Right. It gives Tess a lot of validation. Which is very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Also very helpful. Yeah, if you you want to massage our egos. I like how you pretended like it was just me. I'm totally kidding. Last week, I pretended that, so I thought I'd keep it going. (laughs) If anyone needs their ego soothed and and what is it ego um stroked thank you that's i've really started losing my words the last couple of days yeah that i feel like i go through phases with that okay um yeah if there's anyone here it's probably me between the two of us but well i, I it's probably we both equal. appreciate it let's not let's not argue about we both that. love reviews <laughs> Good ones. <laughs> Only good ones. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, let's tell them about the what's coming up with the interview. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now we're going to go to our interview with Najah Lightfoot, and we think you're going to love it because we definitely loved it. Yeah. There's so much to learn here. We're excited. Okay. We are so excited to be here with Najah Lightfoot. Did I say that right? Okay, and <laughs> Naja Lightfoot is the author of Good Juju, Mojo's Rights and Practices for the Magical Soul. She is a winner of the 2019 New York City Big Book Award and a nominee for the 2020 <laughs> Coalition of Visionary Resources Award. She is currently writing the second book in the Good Juju series. Naja <laughs> is a sister fellow of the Sojourner Truth Leadership Circle sponsored by Auburn Seminary and an initiated member of a private voodoo society located in New Orleans, Louisiana. Naja lives in Denver, Colorado. She keeps her magic strong through the belief in a higher power, daily rituals, the folk magic of hoodoo, and the divine mysteries of the universe. She is a regular contributing author to the Llewellyn Magical Almanac series. Her articles appear in The Witch's Companion, Witch's Date Book, and Spell a Day Almanac. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's so great to be here today. We are so excited to talk to you. So, um, so we have so much to talk to you about where to start. So I really, what I really want to ask about is the secret society in New Orleans, but let's start with hoodoo. So maybe for our listeners who don't, who aren't familiar with hoodoo, can you get, I know this is a tall order, but can you kind of like introduce them to the concept of what hoodoo is? Yeah. So hoodoo is a folk magic practice. It's rooted in African-American traditions, spirituality. Um, It also is an amalgamation of European practices as well, as well as, you know, a tad bit of Native American practices that all came together Um, really throughout the South um, from the enslaved African people when they were brought to the United States and um, wanted to practice their folk magic Mm. and, you know, met with the peasants and also, you know, got introduced to Native American culture and needed to continue those folk magic practices that they had um, always done prior to being enslaved and coming here. So, you know, it's root magic. It's, 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 you know, country work. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's daily stuff. Um, you know, it's, it could be found anywhere. Um, but a little bit about what separates hoodoo is um, a lot of practitioners who do practice it are rooted in the black church 
And in African-American spirituality, they use the Bible as a text, a magical text, the Psalms as a text. I do not, I'm not Christian, obviously, but that has never stopped me from being successful um, mm -hmm. as a hoodoo practitioner. And hoodoo is a folk magic. It's not a religion. Um, anybody can do it. You know, a lot of things that you use in hoodoo, you can find across witchcraft and magical practices everywhere. But um, it has a lot of stuff to do with, you know, work in the crossroads and mojos, which we're famous for. A lot of people, you think of hoodoo, you think of mojos. Mm. And uh, that's something I wrote about in my book. So um, let's Can we bit. talk about that part? That Talk about mojos? I actually mm -hmm. had never heard of it before reading it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, well, I started out by saying that, you know, everybody kind of got into, you know, what's his name? Um, Mike Myers, you know, when Austin oh. Powers got his mojo. It was like, oh, he loves oh, his yeah. mojo, you know? What is that? And, um, but mojo, like hoodoo is also really tied to blues music. And so if you like blues music and you listen to some of the old black singers, you will hear them talking about hoodoo and the mm -hmm. songs. And, you know, there's a song, there's a hoodoo woman out there. And, you know, I'm going to go to the hoodoo woman and she's going to fix this for me. And oh, that's I got to cool. get my mojo working. So a mojo is actually a tangible item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard of the word mojo, but I hadn't heard of it, how you talk about it. Yeah, some people call them a grigri bag that's uh, common in southern uh, culture uh, you know you could you know take it out even further and call it a talisman uh, but specifically what it is it's a piece of flannel that you um, sew together for a condition mm. and so in hoodoo we work with conditions pretty much the basic ones are love prosperity protection um, and so you fill the mojo with petition papers, which is a prayer written out on parchment or brown paper. You anoint that paper. Um, you also put herbs inside of the mojo. You anoint it with oil, oils. Sometimes you put um, coins in the mojo. It just depends on what you're working it for. Then you bless it and feed it, and uh, it gets tied up. And um, you never show it to anybody. A mojo is made specifically for a person, for a condition. And one of my favorite ones are safe travel mojos. Oh, I, that's I, fun. I, yeah, I love making safe travel mojos. And then you keep it with you. And then you bless it and keep it. And it carries your magic. I mean, some people, like even in other cultures, you might call that your medicine bag or your pouch, you know. And you, women will either keep them in their bra or in their purse or in their men may carry it in their pocket but it's your specific magic contained in that little flannel bag that you know is made specifically for you and for the condition that you're working with that reminds me um have you heard of worry dolls yeah the little worry dolls that yeah come in the i have some okay yeah it reminds <laughs> me of that because my daughter has them and we put them under her bed when she's anxious at night yeah those are little yeah. worry dolls yeah i love those worry dolls i i have um a little set that are years old their little skirts are all frayed because they've taken a lot of worries <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so is that would that be a mojo then no because that's not really made for that specific condition you know that's something she rubs but the mojo you actually bless it and okay and 
pass it through fire and feed it and pass it through mm -hmm. a candle flame and um, mm -hmm. breathe into it and pray over it. And you set it to working for that condition. Like mm -hmm. if she was specifically worried about money, you okay. know, as a little kid, her allowance, or if she was specifically um, worried about feeling protected, like mm -hmm. not being safe, you know, then she would breathe that into a protection mojo. So it's a little different. Oh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So how did you discover hoodoo and how did you realize that you felt drawn to it as a path? Well, you know, <laughs> I've been on this path for a long time and I've always been a nature lover. And uh, so I just kind of started following the path of nature, which led me into the craft, which led me into studying with witches from different traditions and um, going around to different bookstores and getting books that talked about magic. And then one day, one of my favorite bookstores in Denver, a lady said, oh, you should check out this book. And it was called Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic or something like that, mm. I think it was, by um, Kat Ironwood. And so I was like, oh, I picked it up and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this talks about African-American people mm -hmm. and roots and oils and blues music and conjure. And I loved all that. And I felt like I had like this really like, oh, this is secret. I mean, so long ago, I had to go to the library and like look up stuff on the library computer. Oh, wow. I might see what I was doing. <laughs> and so um, I got that book and I just absorbed it. And then I wrote Kat and asked her if I could study with her. Oh, she wow. had a class. Yeah. I don't know if she still does it now. I'm not sure. But she accepted me. And so I studied with Kat. Cool. Yeah, because, you know, I, I always say, you know, bless you bless you bless you bless you if you are one of those people who have a hereditary lineage and you can learn from your grandmama your auntie your mom there's a lot of us out there who we don't have that mm -hmm. and you know i'm one of those people there's nobody in my family that was going to teach me magic or talk to me about magic or conjure mm -hmm. or hoodoo and sometimes you know i may be going off on tent but sometimes that gets a bad rap, but it's, to me, I'm like, well, you can go to school and learn from books and libraries. Why is it bad for magic? Totally. Why, I don't know. Why do people get a bad rap? Because <laughs> you, you know, took a correspondence course. If you read like old magical books, you see they correspond with people all over the world through letters and that's how they learn. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that. Oh it's yeah. Oh, it's, it's real. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh yeah. People get, kind of worked up oh really? yeah oh yeah you well learn. but it still you know could be hereditary about. i it's, do yeah, yeah. you know what yeah <laughs> and it's like if it's in you and that's who you are it's yeah. it doesn't it takes nothing away from that if you weren't taught by a grandparent exactly. well i know that like people who listen to our podcast a lot of times we're the first people that they've ever learned about magic in any way from and i love that i mean i love that we can be that for them. Exactly. And that's one thing I loved about writing for Llewellyn. That was like my dream because Llewellyn authors were my magical family. I was like, if I read it in a Llewellyn book, I trusted it. <laughs> I did. Because I'm like, they're real people. Yeah. And I know these people are writing from their heart, from their real experiences. So if I read it in a Llewellyn book, I trusted it. 
same thing. If I, and then of course I would try with, you know, was written. And if it worked for me, I'm like, yeah, this is real. This is true. And so I, I finished my answer. I studied with Kat and then um, she had, um, she did like these festivals and I went out to California to Lucky Mojo and I attended one of the festivals and met her in person. And, and uh, we, we, we've remained good friends all these years. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what can you tell us about this voodoo society in New Orleans? This sounds <laughs> so intriguing to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Woo. Well, let's see. Um, through hoodoo. Okay. So we'll, we'll practice this by saying hoodoo is folk magic. Voodoo is a religion. Oh, okay. So the two are, even though that one is a magic practice, the other is actually a religion and requires initiation to practice it just like you would be initiated into any other faith or if you follow the degrees of the craft or Wicca, it's, you know, you have to be initiated or like you were joining a church and you got baptized. It's the same, it's on the same path. So when I started studying hoodoo i came into love with marie laveau and so marie laveau is my spiritual guide spiritual ancestor and i was extremely drawn to her because in our world you don't find very many images of black women who are iconic who are magical powerful spiritual and so I was extremely drawn to Marie and also to New Orleans. We've been going to New Orleans. My hubby and I traveled to New Orleans a lot. So um, after many trips down to New Orleans and after going to Marie Laveau's, Mama Marie's tomb, when you used to could go there, I went there, made offerings to her, asked her for her help mm-hmm. in my life. And she's been always very gracious to me. And so that led me to meet Sally Ann Glassman, who is my mambo of La Source Anciano Full in New Orleans. And she does public voodoo ceremonies. Mm. So anyone can come to her ceremonies. And so I attended a head washing ceremony for Marie Laveau on the Bayou St. John. Oh, wow. And, and that, that was, yeah, that was years ago. And I tell you, it was transcendent for me. Wow. We were on the bayou, yeah, on the bridge with drums and everybody dressed in white and all these beautiful black people oh. and diverse crowd of men and women and genders. And um, I looked up and the drums were going and the candles were burning. And this is the first time I'd ever seen Veve's drawn on the ground. And I look up and here comes this contingency of black women with the big wow. sage bundle and they're ah. coming down the body room and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh wow. my gosh, this is where I belong. Oh, this wow. is home for me. This is like, yeah. I think that this has been around me my whole life. I just never mm-hmm. really got to it correctly. And, you know, I, I do write about that. Like, you should take your time with these things. This is something that came to me after years of practicing and studying. And, but in that moment, I knew I was home. And so wow. I just um, kept following that path. And so I'm a member of La Source on San I love that story. (laughs) It makes me so sad though of all of the amazing magical black women that are like we won't know about them. I mean, like, you know, they're 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 yeah, there's just so much there, I'm sure, that we'll that we don't know. 
well, you know, that, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm out. I'm really blessed Good. to be in the Sojourner Truth leadership circle now, because that's all Black women who are, mm. um, I'm part of the Healer for Healers uh, third cohort. And so these are all magical, spiritual Black women who are out in the world doing their thing. And we're all very blessed to have Auburn Seminary support us in our work. Mm. Um, you know, as spiritual gatekeepers and workers and light bringers and, uh, you know, healers. And uh, so, yeah, our, it, it's our time. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> More than. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about your connection to or doing a ritual for connecting to your higher source? Because that was the first time I read about it in that particular way. And I know a lot of people who listen to us have, they ask me a lot, like, how do I connect to my guides or my angels or my higher source? So I wanted to give your perspective on that. Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, it's a step-by-step process. And what I really like to, and try to impart about people is that our magical spirituality takes time and effort. It's a practice. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. You start small and you just keep layering things on top of it as you grow more comfortable and more confident in your practice. And when I first started out, um, I just used to go out and honor the directions. And so the directions of east, north, I'm sorry, east, south, west, and north, above and below and within. And so however that came to me, just to get up and connect with the higher powers of the universe in nature. Um, I would burn sage or incense, and I would just do that as a religious practice. And I still do that every day. Um, So start small. Acknowledge that there's a higher power at work in the universe, something that's greater than yourself, and um, learn how to connect with that. And as you do that religiously, faithfully, you will grow in your expression of that practice and how that works for you. And sometimes you can, you know, call in a deity, whatever deity works for you, um, for that person, it could be God, goddess, angels, um, whoever, the Lawah are for me in voodoo, but I also am totally connected to the divine mother goddess. I mean, I am a goddess woman, so (laughs) she's there. So, you know, I have my Trinity, Mama Marie and um, Papa Legba and the divine mother goddess. That's my Trinity. But Mm. it took me a long time to get to that. So Mm. I just started out with the directions (laughs) and the sun and the moon and the stars and they will lead you. And then um, if people have my book, which I was a very powerful lesson for me um, as a novice, which was to learn the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, how to call upon the archangels. And that takes a lot of practice. But once you get it, Tessa's head is like, no, once you get it, once you learn how to call upon the archangels for protection and use that in part of your daily practice, you're just on your way because they'll just take you. Yeah. They will. They'll just be there for you. But, you know, you have to do it out of respect and with gratitude because they're mm-hmm. very powerful beings. They're archangels and, and we need them and we appreciate them and they're there for us to call upon. And uh, mm-hmm. you can find how to do a, we call it the LBRP um, in my book. So mm-hmm. I do that every day. And then 
one thing that's really been um, quite beautiful that I've added to my practice since coming into Voodoo is pouring water every day to my ancestors, mm. to those who have gone before me. Mm-hmm. So pouring water and saying the names of those who have passed on. And you use Florida water, right? Or is that? No, that's just tap water. Oh, okay. So I do my directions, the LBRP, and um, no, sorry, I do the directions. Then I pour water to my ancestors. You actually say the names of people who have passed on. And I found that to be really healing, especially in these times Mm. when there's so much soul trauma going on. So Mm -hmm. many people are leaving. Mm -hmm. And, um, my practice is extremely disciplined and takes time and effort. So in adding the pouring of water to my ancestors every day, they get water before I get coffee or water in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's hard. (laughs) That would be hard. (laughs) It's very hard, but you cannot believe the strength and gratitude after you've poured out water Mm. and done your you know, gratitude to the universe, and then you get a sip, then you're good. Oh, that's so beautiful. So uh, it just seems like getting so much good energy from this conversation. So now, how many ancestors' names do you say? Oh, man. So, well, there's my family, anyone who's passed on in my family lineage. Um, But like how far back? You know what I mean? Oh, well, you know, I stick with my personal family members who have passed on, including my, my yeah, yeah, including my fur babies. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then there's um, ancestors of the land, people who are buried here, oh, um, okay. buried where you live. And, um, and then also my greater ancestors of my ancestry. I just kind of say them all in a general name my African ancestors, my enslaved African ancestors, and my European ancestors, because Mm. anybody who's an African-American person um, in this country, this is my humble opinion, um, if you know about your slavery, you know that you have European ancestry. Mm -hmm. So um, I did my ancestry DNA a couple years ago and found my European roots, and I also Mm -hmm. know that Lightfoot is a a British name, an English name. Oh, wow. And we know how we got it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. need to go all into that darkness. Mm-hmm. But um, that's still part of my ancestry. So yeah. I say them and, you know, pour water out to each group. And then at the end, um, I take a sip of water. I love that. That's so Yeah, beautiful. me too. Thank you. It's very healing. Um, I have added, like, um, here in Colorado, um, we have, you know, the anniversary of Columbine. Um, if that day comes up, I might add those people. Mm-hmm. There's a mass shooting. I might add those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just until I feel the grief kind of lift and move on from me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain people in my family line that I say every day, regardless, just to acknowledge their spirit. Um, or, you know, um, right now, all the people who are passing, you might pour yeah. water to those people. Just, you know, just to say something, hey, acknowledge them, we've left, because there's so many people leaving right now who are leaving alone. Yes, they're all leaving alone. They're all leaving alone, you know, they're passing and you could pour water to them. Yeah. Wanted to. 
You it's know? funny. It reminds me when I, I think I've mentioned this before, but when I was like nine and 10, I used to read the obituaries and, <laughs> and I would say their names oh, every yeah. day and talk to them. And I do have an altar for all of my fur babies that have passed mm-hmm. and I light a candle for them every day. But I love this idea of adding like my whole Jewish ancestry like it's so that. much power. And every oh, time gosh. I connect with my deceased loved ones, my animals and human deceased loved ones, there's, mm-hmm. it's not only that it opens my heart and connects me to their spirit, but it also takes us into that space between the worlds where we work magic. It connects it us does. with power. It does. And we stand on their shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and they have come before us. You know, and I, you know, in my own personal belief, I hope to see them again, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a good way to keep that memory alive. Yeah. That phrase, what's remembered lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I just add those names as I feel called. And um, there is also a line um, in this ritual that I do, which is really nice. And um, I learned this ritual, ritual, um, from the New Orleans uh, voodoo handbook. And one of the lines that it says is, uh, uh, for those whose names have been forgotten, lost in the seas of time. Mm. Because, you know, because people, you can't remember everybody's name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you never, and then you never get any water or coffee. I am. Yeah. Real. yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I stopped because the list got really long. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then, then you know, the other day, you know, living in these unprecedented troubled times, you know, I was not in a happy mood. And so I just went out and just dumped some water on the ground. Like, okay, here's to all y'all today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some days you have to do that. Today, like, let's just keep it real. You know, we're real people. We're humans. We try to do our best. They they just got a big dump of water on the ground. I'm like, bless all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some days that's what you have to do. Some days that's what you gotta do. You know? some, day, some days you can only light a candle and you're like, hey, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Totally. Or, or you just go out and blow a kiss to the moon or the sun, mm-hmm. you know? But even that tiny bit of acknowledgement helps, don't you? Yeah. Think? I totally yes. agree. Yeah. 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 I love that we're talking about this this week too because some of our listeners are in the southern hemisphere, so it's Samhain for them this week, which is oh. ancestor oh, honoring the ancestors. Nice. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's yeah, yeah, and even oh. for those in the northern Beltane at Beltane, the veil between the worlds is thin then too. Yeah. We talk about the fairies, but it's in general thin. Oh the veil. yeah, that's good. That's good. We definitely need people to keep up their practices any way that they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they have the energy. Yeah, because <laughs> I know it's been very difficult energetically speaking, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm definitely on one day at a time. I, you know, may sound like this today, and tomorrow could be totally different. Because every day right now, it's really different. Yes. Yeah. No consistency to anything right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, I was going to ask you, cause you just always seem like you emanate so much positive energy. And I was wondering if you have any practices that you've learned anything during this time period that has been, that have been helping you stay positive. 
Well, it's not my practice, but one of the things that have really helped me, because I've had some pretty down days, I have to say, um, you know, there were a lot of things on my calendar that I was looking forward mm. to, like I'm sure a lot of people are, and living in Colorado, you know, we get cabin fever, mm-hmm. seems like winter goes on forever, so <laughs> when it's springtime, you're like, let's get out, let's go do things, and so now we've been stuck inside, and Um, That's been really hard for me some days. And uh, one thing that is not a magical practice, but it has been really great, is Denver has the Denver Howl that's been going on. Oh, yeah. We have that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's great. (laughs) I, I just, I thought, okay, this is, you know, this is crazy. But we went out, you know, we started doing it about a week ago and eight o'clock strikes. And then you hear all these people howling and call and response. And Aww. it's the most connected I felt since this whole thing has happened. Oh, wow. That's my hu- great. Yeah. My husband and I go out on the porch and we howl and somebody else starts howling. And <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it. It, it is the pack, right? Yeah. It's saying that we're still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, acknowledging each other. Yeah, that's yeah. been really helpful. All right, so yeah. you're doing that up where you are, Tess? Well, we're not doing it, but we do hear people doing it around. <laughs> it's because I think it's really good for extroverted people, like who are like, I need to connect. But I think Ted and I are pretty introverted, so we're like, oh, oh everyone's howling. <laughs> makes that's us hilarious. <laughs> well, in the UK and I think other places, they're going out. At, it is at eight also, they're not oh. going out, but they're go, opening their windows and um, ringing bells and in, in acknowledgement of the that's healthcare right. worker. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Maybe that's where it all kind of, it's all kind of wrapped in together then. Yeah, yeah. I read an article. Okay. I think okay. it, it was a couple in Denver who they were inspired by the thing in the UK and they were like, what can we do? And then they yeah. thought of howling. Oh, okay. okay. I did, um, I bought before this happened, before we all got stuck in home by the order, I bought this big ass white candle. Um, I was in a store and this thing was massive. Mm-hmm. I just thought, hmm, I-, I should get that. I don't really know why. <laughs> I mean, it's a big candle, but um, it's a glass encased candle and it's huge. It's the biggest white candle I've ever had. And um, so the full moon of March, I think it was, I uh, dressed and fixed that candle, and then I wrote healing and strength on the candle. Oh, that's great. And surrounded it with herbs and lit it and put it on my porch, and I put four tea lights surrounding that candle. So I let that candle burn down, um, so it burned down cleanly, which was nice. If anybody knows about candle magic, you Mm -hmm. always pay attention to the burn, and it burned down really nice. However, when it burned down, I, in my mind at the time, I thought we would have all returned. Ah. And so I was like, oh, okay, the candles burned down. But instead, what I've done, kind of like to answer your question, I've been lighting a tea light and dropping it into that glass candle now that it's all clean every night. And I just Mm -hmm. intend to keep doing that until, I don't know. I feel yeah. like we're all back to whatever mm-hmm. life it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's been really helpful for me. So yeah. it's, still, it's still on my mantle. I'm still lighting. It. Basically, I'm still lighting that healing and strength candle every night. Mm, I love great. that. I really like that. 
I want to create something like that, I think, because I've been getting the message and we've been talking about this on the podcast is like positive visioning for our world and as mm-hmm. workers, like supporting healing during this time, but also supporting like a new vision for our culture and, and our world. And I think something physical and tangible like that might yeah. really be helpful to me just as an anchor. Yeah. As a, working magic during this time makes sense yeah 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 it's it's been I, i'm kind of surprised myself because i was like oh well when the candle's over it should probably but it's not and i can't you know my intuitive vision is like i have to keep lighting it until mm-hmm. yeah. i get the message uh, something <laughs> right <laughs> well, i don't know we should probably wrap up here um but where can we find you and also Deborah. let's just oh. see her book again it's good juju because yes. i know our our readers are probably or our listeners are probably wondering what's the book it's good yeah. juju and it's a really yeah. good book so check and it out and we'll oh, we'll put it in guys. the show notes and yeah. make sure it's very Thank easily you. accessible uh where can you find me i am on social media everywhere i'm on instagram <laughs> all under Najah lightfoot i'm on instagram i'm on twitter and i have um, a facebook page under Najah lightfoot as well so Great. and your website is oh yes and my website craftingconjure.com <laughs> but i have please don't Please don't judge me for my website. (laughs) It's just a placeholder now. Um, So, and I am working on the second book in the Good Juju series. So I'm very excited about that to be under contract for that book. And hopefully I'll be submitting that completed manuscript later this year. Awesome. We'll keep an eye out for that. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. We really, uh, we loved having you. This was really great. Oh, yes. Thank, thank you, guys. you so much. Pleasure. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Yay. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was our interview. We hope you liked it. Um, so now it's my turn for the <laughs> energy report. I don't want to comment on it because I always do, but I think that one went well. Nice. <laughs> I think it was because I was staring into the light of the green blades of the um, image behind me. Mm. Really? Op- oh, oh, you know what else? <laughs> just look shocked. <laughs> just, like I just frightened her. Um, I realized I was doing a meditation yesterday and my throat chakra kept opening up and I was like, wow, this is part of the um, energy this week. And then I remembered I had read like a week before that Taurus, which is the season we're in, is associated with the throat chakra. Oh, it is. That is true. So, um, you know, the song came through for the Taurus season. Oh, nice. Also, I was remembering that, like, last week I was thinking I was in a band and it had three Taurus people in it. And I was like, that's Hmm. weird. And then I found that out. This isn't really That sounds like, well, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I, I wanted to comment on what that dynamic might be like with oh, tell people me. in a band. I would like to know about that. I mean, I would think it might be challenging with the, um, their opinions. With what? <laughs> I want to hear about this because it was Well, hard. just because, well, like, you know how um, 
like with Virgos, you know, Virgos get, can be criticized for being overly focused on details and overly obsessed with organization, which can also be a blessing. So mm-hmm. all signs have the mm-hmm. – and Taurus, that is stubbornness. So it can be stubbornness or it could be like grounded in what – you know, grounded in your power or like able to speak your truth or whatever. But if it, it bans – I mean – I have not been in a band, but <laughs> my boyfriend has been in them and my cousins and my brother. And, like, it definitely seems like opinions. Yeah. And it's, it, I feel like they're all dysfunctional. I feel like all bands. I don't. Yeah. I have not known a functional band. It's I mean, true. as far as the dynamics go. <laughs> yeah, I've been in two bands and they were both dysfunctional. Mm. Also, I, we were younger at this point, but it was definitely – I definitely st- – went back to therapy during that band let's just say that mm. <laughs> it's like please help yeah because i'm an aquarius and then the other person in the band was a cancer and then there was someone else oh. that i don't remember was that but other person always feeling emotional no actually oh. she was pretty <laughs> tough and badass I okay think i was the one who was like why that's mm. not anyone like me. oh <laughs> but you know what that was like 16, 17 years ago. Actually, it was more than that. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to the energy report, (laughs) (laughs) which is why we're here. You know, this is actually part of the energy report. I wonder if you felt this way. Um, Most of the week, as we talked about, I was feeling very inspired. And then the last two days, I kind of went back to how I've been feeling in this quarantine, which is like, scat not scattered that's not the right word but my attention span has been like very short i had that like it was was it day before yesterday yes yes i big one (laughs) i i was like i started cleaning like vacuuming and then i started lint brushing the floor like uh using the hand um the yeah you know no but first the vacuum and then like the dirt devil and (laughs) then the lint brush and i was like obsessive and i lifted up the couch and i vacuumed under the couch cushions cushions and then i made a cocktail it was like (laughs) one o'clock in the afternoon i made a cocktail and sat on the patio and drank it and then that was all i did all day and then i just sat on the couch and read a novel and at the end of the day i was like (laughs) why didn't i work i just like vacuumed like crazy and then i drank a cocktail and then i just sat around (laughs) it was weird (laughs) oh my god that is very funny i when you were talking about that intense vacuum experience i was like this kind of sounds like the opposite of what i'm talking about then it it just devolved yeah Yeah. and i didn't even like make i don't remember making the choice i was just like that's what i did like after the day was over that was what happened that is very funny okay well yeah so good i'm glad i'm not alone (laughs) i also have been drinking at night yeah one glass of wine but you know what it's felt good yeah um but anyway, yeah, so this is part of it. It's just like, oh, I'm doing this for two minutes, and then I really want to just talk about something else. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this part's about. Well, although partly. So if you're feeling that way, there's some validation for you. Okay, but the main part is also I've been really excited, I have to tell you. These messages from Source, from my guides, have been so clear lately. Like, mm-hmm. when I talk about it, I feel like I sound like a manic percent like I'm having a manic episode because I'm like it's so clear (laughs) but it's I don't feel that way it's just really clear okay yeah so no I know because so the energy report is that when I talk about the energy trend I see for the week 
of people who've come to see me and myself. And seriously, it was like every single person. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So what I've been seeing is people wanting to know what it is they want to do with their lives. As we've been talking about, like getting more clear about what am I doing? What do I want? What do I want? You know, and I kept seeing this enormous sun, which we've been talking about a couple episodes ago, maybe this enormous sunlight, this image of this new energy coming in, but as the sun. Um, so this is kind of a repeat message, but, um, and having them face towards it to receive the information. So it's kind of like threefold. One is imagining that you are your whole body, your whole energy system is facing towards the sunlight. This new sun coming in, you can picture the regular sun, but this is, it feels like a solar sun or like new light. It, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm really getting this now as I'm talking. It's it is new light for this new era. It's different mm. than light we've been getting. I have goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm seeing it kind of around the sun and it has information, which is so exciting. Mm. <laughs> I really feel like it's so crazy. But I'm feeling it and seeing this. It has information for you. So that's why it's important to imagine facing towards it and and asking for it. Like I am I want to receive. I'm open to receiving this new light into my and I'm open to seeing this new light. You can end it there, but I'm seeing it as into my energy system and specifically in through the crown chakra now. Before I was seeing light coming in through the heart chakra, and now I'm getting a lot of it about coming in through the crown chakra, mm. but through your whole body. But it does also like there's a lot of a lot of action happening up there. Um, so receiving that and then. So then the second part of this is this having faith that it is coming in, having faith just, and by that I mean letting go, like, okay, I open to receive it, and now I'm going to let it do its work, and I'm not going to try to figure out how it's doing its work. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, what yeah, I'm supposed totally. to do next, or what yes. exactly. So I have uh, gotten this too, yeah. Yeah? Yes, so you, I mean, that same kind of thing of like, you don't need to know like the, the details of how it's going to play out, but still open up to the vibrations and yes. the energy. And that's why specifically coming a lot of it coming through the crown chakra, because that's where you're getting energy, you're getting information from these higher inform from source or this yeah. the higher field, because your crown chakra is where you take in this higher information, but then it does come through. Um, your whole body then the and then also imagine like you're literally stepping your feet into the light so if you want to know where you're going next imagining walking like almost seeing the rays of this light um meeting your feet as you step forward mm. and then you can add an affirmation of i know where i'm going or i know my purpose opens up for me but really affirming i know and i feel um, and I feel there is like, I feel my purpose opening up for me. Mm. So those three things, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> I know. I love it. I feel like that, that same thing. Like I can't really articulate what I'm inspired about or what to do other than just like, just I just feel, feel it. Like, yeah, yeah. This guidance, this light, this new energy. Like, I mean, I see in the light that's coming in, it's like, I see almost like a, I see a pattern in there. It's not, it's like a grid work, but it, it's mm -hmm. more than that. It's almost like, 
I don't know. I I kind of want to say a new DNA, but I don't know it, if that's what it is. It's restructuring light, right? Yeah. That's what I kept getting, restructuring light, restru- yes. restructuring light, restructuring light. Yeah. Yes. And it has like a new, it's new. It hasn't been here before. That's so, so yeah, walking into that, and you can do that whenever you want. Like first thing in the morning would be good. Um, But anytime you think of doing it, it can be quick. You know, that's another thing is like, it can be quick because, like I said, we have short attention spans, maybe right. sometimes. And um, I am just going to say again about my last week, I did this 11 emails for, with 11 spiritual tools. And I'm going to keep that open because it seems to really be resonating for people. I was just going to have it be like signed up by last week, but I'm going to keep it open because I think it is resonating with people, especially because they are short things, like I just said, but powerful. So, like, they can help you with this restructuring that's happening and this, like, loving yourself it, and, you know, how to do this better. And that is probably also why I keep getting the grounding message. Yeah. In my card readings, the last three or four card readings, which I do on the new moon and the full moon, have had my grounding card, the Black Eyed Susan, Get Grounded yeah. card, and, like, to anchor in. So that it's not just like all this light and energy coming in through the crown and through the heart, but like it's grounded. Yes. I keep seeing, I mean, we've talked about this before that you and me personally, I don't know if we've said it on here, like now I'm seeing like my grounding cord and um, my feet chakra energy as light. Like it's light going down. You've said you've always felt that. Oh, yeah. That's how I. Mm And now I'm really seeing that. It's like, oh, yeah, grounding that light into the earth so that the earth can absorb this new light more, too, because this is new for the earth, too. Yeah. So if if we anchor it through our bodies into the earth, then, oh, I'm just getting all this information, then we are helping not only the earth assimilate it, but um, helping ourselves assimilate to the new energy of the earth. Yeah. Because it yeah. is changing. Yeah. So now we're like, that's why I've also been getting like saying hello to the earth every day in present time because the earth is changing. So by bringing the light in, then it's like, oh, we're matching up with what's coming in. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. And that's that transformation energy too that I've been sensing, which is why I've been clearing and cleaning and organizing like, because that's kind of how I, when I feel that. Yeah. Like transforming. Yeah, then I that's my natural tendency. Is yeah, what else can I organize and clean? Because I'm then I'm like creating space. I mean, that's kind of my way of yes. creating space energetically for new things to flow in. Yeah, I mean, I think that is powerful for a lot of people. For maybe everybody, it's just not my natural inclination to do that. In fact, I kind of am like, Ugh, this is probably a waste of time. Why am I doing this? But mm-hmm. I know it is actually good energetically. All right. Well, that was the energy report. Is it time That's for it. practical magish? It is indeed. So now <laughs> it's time for practical magic. Okay. I am really, I think you guys, did I? Did this happen last year when Beltane was here and I just was like so excited for Beltane? I feel like it did. Like, okay, I don't now, remember. That was a whole year oh ago. Oh my so. gosh. When Beltane rolls around, because Beltane is Friday. <laughs> I just get so excited because it's the fairy <laughs> holiday. You know, this is uh, when the Yeah, this veil, is your time. This is my time. <laughs> and it, it happened, it started yesterday that I started getting super excited because I wrote a blog post called 
eight quarantine-friendly Beltane ideas or something like that. Uh And then I was tuning in to Beltane and feeling it, even though it snowed again last night here. You can still feel feel the days getting, you know, there are times I can go sit on the porch and sit in sunlight Mm -hmm. and feel the warmth and hear the birds singing. And it will be soon that we'll have some wildflowers. But anyway... This is the time that the veil between the worlds of human and fairy is getting thinner. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, like we talked about in the interview with Naja, it's Samhain, so the veil is also thinning, and this is a magical time. Both sides of the of the globe, this is a time when we're getting into that space between the worlds where magic lives. So practical magic for this week is to be aware that the closer we get to Friday the thinner the veil becomes, so the more accessible the fairy realm, which as we talked about. Oh, what? what oh, I was just going to say, it's so interesting <laughs> that my daughter made this big fairy house last week. It's like She's feeling she it. felt it. Yeah. yeah. I love I think that. That's when I think when I started to really feel sensitized to the fairies was when I was in high school, probably like a sophomore in high school. And I swear it was right around May. I can't be totally sure, but yeah. there were all these wildflowers in the vacant lot by our apartment building and I just remember being like fairies it just all came to me right <laughs> oh, then I love it. <laughs> but um yeah so be aware and just tune in like we talked about last week the fairy realm is the aliveness of nature the aliveness of like connecting with the actual aliveness of birds mm. of your cat of um of a tree, of a flower. So you can, I love communicating with flowers. Mm-hmm. That's something you can, most people in the, the Northern Hemisphere have flowers around. We don't yet, but you can um, just relax, gaze at a flower in sunlight and wait until you start to feel that energetic infusion. It will happen and you will start to receive information it can be like encoded can be sort of like an infusion Mm. of sacred geometrical energy coming to you from the blossom i mean it is that but you may receive it like that you may like i do start to also think of words like translate the wisdom into words you just start to gaze at the flower like i'm thinking of a tulip when i was gazing at a tulip. This is what I did when I wrote The Magic of Flowers, the book, mm-hmm. was I, I communicated with flowers. And I remember seeing the beauty of the, the flower itself and then how deeply grounded it was with the bulb, how hardy it was. And like from just kind of appreciating its beauty and its unique appearance, I started to get this message of like what it feels like to really be grounded mm-hmm. and to really allow yourself to feel beautiful Mm. to feel divinely beautiful and to be sensitized to the beauty of the world and realize that there's no separation between that between your joy at experiencing beauty and your emanation and radiance of beauty Mm. so it's just an example of how when you consciously allow that space that silence and you gaze at a flower you start to receive really unique wisdom Mm. so Gaze of flowers, spend time with trees, animals, you know, there plants. Is a, um, there's a tree, um, I don't know if she calls it a meditation or a ritual in the book that Naja has. I know, I, really I love that part. Yeah, like connecting with a tree. Yeah, I yeah. forget exactly how she did it, but 
I love that idea of like going up to the tree and making it like your friend. Like, what mm-hmm. information do you have for me? Yeah, connect. Yeah, and you it. can hug a tree. Not every tree. Some trees are grumpy, oh. but um, <laughs> <laughs> ask first. Consent. You can. It's, it's consent. an interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to do that to tap because mm-hmm. I get that feeling from some trees that oh. I, I'm more like a gnat kind of like oh, a mosquito because I mean if you imagine being a tree yeah then we must be these really fast little these little bugs mm-hmm. kind of that their lives are so much longer and slower so we're these kind of like really yeah. fast little so sometimes I feel that feeling like I'm a pest to a tree which is also interesting yeah totally but if you just hug a tree without tuning into it first it it might not be great for you, you know, or the tree. You know, as soon as I – after you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. Because some of them kind of are like grumpy old people. Like – Yeah. How – not all old people are grumpy. <laughs> um, I'm not <laughs> not old. Um, But some older people are like, ugh, don't want to deal with young people. And it's kind of like that, I think. Some mm-hmm. trees are totally. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like offensive or anything. It's just like, oh, that tree maybe doesn't want to hug right now. Yeah. so um so yeah just that's that's my advice and then on beltane if you want some ideas for some quarantine friendly beltane ideas you can find those on my blog at tesswhitehurst.com i know my coven and i are planning a zoom ritual that is going to be a fairy costume cocktail party oh boy that sounds great um i wanted to ask just real quick because my daughter built this fairy house and i do have some specific belting oil could Mm. we anoint it with the oil and sure and maybe yeah do you know what's in it just out of curiosity no i got it at raven and crone oh yeah which is a metaphysical place here um uh, yeah so i don't know what's in it but should we just like anoint it and invite the fairies in again, or do you have any ideas? Um, I mean, you definitely can. Where is the fairy house? Located? Well, right now it's in our house because we didn't want it to. Um, we didn't want it to get wet because it's made of cardboard. Oh well, is there a place where you could put it outside and it could be sheltered by something? Yeah, the porch. Yeah, put you it on, put the, on porch. the porch. Okay. Yeah, and maybe yeah, you could definitely anoint it, or you could leave fairy offerings inside of it. Like, well, um, it has like you know three bedrooms. Um, I or love three it. Beds, uh, removable blankets, <laughs> little rugs. I mean, there's a lot of offerings there. That's so cool. I mean, but you can also put like um, Dines walnut shells oh, with okay. um, ale or mm, ale. bubbly. Um, apple juice (laughs) like uh little or little crystals little shiny crystal polished crystals just to entice them in i mean it sounds like they'll probably already be enticed but yeah okay great all right so now let's do our housekeeping right okay oh no uh, well let me just add one more belting thing fun just this is the value of belting is fun and playfulness and joy and frolicking so even though this is a serious and heavy time uh if you can the more you can kind of find that that's why i was like how can we frolic on zoom i was like well fairy costumes and cocktails you know like look for the fun try to find the fun and stuff maybe dance again you know dancing in your yes wherever in your kitchen wherever you can do it yeah yes um Okay, so yes. now we can do housekeeping. Okay. 
So you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, and you can ask us a question on there. We didn't have that segment this week, but we usually do. Um, you can find us at Magic Monday Podcast listeners. You can at, on Facebook. You can ask to be a member there um, to join the group. I mean, and uh, Magic Monday Pod on Facebook and Instagram, Magic Monday Podcast. Am I forgetting anything? Oh, you can sign up for our newsletter, which goes out. Actually, I think in a week and a half um, on magicmondaypodcast.com. And, you know, if you can rate and review us, we would really appreciate it, as we discussed earlier. Um, and you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there, which gives you um, access to meditations, which are really helpful right now, I think, especially the chakra clearing one. Um, and I have, like I said, my 11, 11, 11 tools for 11 days on there of emails and oh and instagram highest light healing and what about you and you can find me on my website at tesswhitehurst.com which is where you can you can find out about the good vibe tribe and how to try a month for free Mm -hmm. you can find me on instagram at tess4444 on twitter at tess whitehurst on facebook at tess whitehurst author and on youtube at Tess Whitehurst. So many places, so much information. It's great. All yep. right, so now we'll pick, were you going to say something? Oh, no, I was, well, I was just going to say there's lots of Beltane ideas on my website. Oh, yeah. You can use the search feature at the right and type in Beltane or Samhain if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and find lots of ideas. Um, okay, so this week I'm picking from a new deck I got because <laughs> I saw some meme, by the way, the other day that was like, leaving quarantine like and oh sorry this was not clear but um (laughs) online shopping will have me leaving quarantine like and then there's this picture of like a pope but like with all of this gear and like crystals and candles and i've basically been doing that just oh really oh it's not healthy no i don't know if it's not healthy but i have had to curb myself like you don't need another deck but I did want this one, so I got it. And cool. It's the what Chris- is it? It's the Crystal Spirits Oracle Guidebook, guidebook by Colette Baron reed one of our faves. Oh. It's all crystal. Oh, you can't really. I have I can't seen really that one, and that one is really cool. Well, they were having a really big sale, so I did it. Um. Anyway, I picked Amethyst. And it says, essential meaning is familiar, I never know how to say this word right, familiarity. Is that how you say that it? That is perfect. Unconscious habits, old patterns, and need of being released, which is what I was talking about earlier. Um, autopilot takes over when we require a rest from mental overload. While this reaction can serve us well, amethyst spirit brings a reminder to stop surrendering to the familiar, be mindfully present to the now, and examine your habits. That's also like what you were talking about with... yeah. 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 People having new interests. Opening up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are they working for you the way you want them to? Are you overdue for a new routine? Perhaps a small, simple shift that can make a huge difference. I mean, I'm telling you, the universe's message lately is like, here, I'm just going to write it down for you. Hold my beer. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) 
Um, What could you say more often to those you love or do more often to nurture yourself when your go-to is to sacrifice for others? What habits could you begin to develop today to build your security and increase your prosperity? Can you see how the old habits these replaced should have been discarded long ago? Amethyst, Amethyst Spirit's message to you is to be conscious of your habits so that you don't fall asleep to your potential for transformation and healing. You deserve so much more than you have right now. So awaken to your ability to co-create a new one replaced habit at a time. Ah. All right. I love it. Okay. So I am reading from my Magic of Flowers Oracle, and I drew Cinquefoil, which is go wild. Ooh, just like you said, like I fun, know. just like those fairies want us to do. Totally. It's like a fairy picture, too. It's a woman with a pink hair and a flower crown playing guitar in a meadow. So it. the message is, now is the time to throw caution to the wind and release over attachment to rules, guidelines, and boundaries. So, so belting. Contrary to appearances and cultural messages, you are not separate from nature. At your core, you are no different from a wildflower springing up and blossoming according to the wild law of nature and your own natural desire. Playfulness is of the essence. When you connect with the wild and free part of you, what do you want to do? How do you want to proceed? Listen to your heart and belly, grow upward toward the light, and dance with passionate abandon in the breeze like the gorgeous, untamable specimen that you are. Speaking of being a gorgeous specimen, remember that you are a born beauty. Enhance your appearance with simple cosmetics and healthcare practices if you wish, but do so only from a place of gentle self. Love never from a place of trying to brutally whip yourself into some harsh, impersonal, one size fits all standard of beauty. Mm. So, the wildness message I got that too recently, which was like our courage comes from connecting with our wildness, just remembering that we're these wild creatures. And you can just like take a moment to open the window or the door and look at the sky and look at the wind and the trees and be like, oh yeah, I'm a wild creature. And then we feel like our courage and our bravery come through. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, your message is clear this week. We send you all lots of love and appreciation. Thanks for listening. We love you.